Thanks for joining us for season eight of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality, and we work at the intersection of hospitality, food service, technology, innovation, capital, advising, robotics, automation, emerging brands. Jimmy, am I missing anything? No, in fact, you snuck a few things in there. I thought we had There's some intersection. This is a major <laughs> intersection. This here. is a rotunda. This is a rotunda. I tell you, this is this is such a big intersection. Jimmy, I got to tell you, it's great to be back on the podcast live. We got a great guest, but I got to tell you, you know, I was thinking about something yesterday. And uh, do you want to guess what I was thinking about? I was about to say, don't hurt yourself. But okay, what were you thinking about, Jesse? <laughs> Jimmy, I got to tell you, we launched. Branded has launched. Boom dot store. Boom. You know what boom dot store is? You know what? I think I know a thing or two about a thing or two, but why don't you tell our listeners about boom dot store? I got to tell you, Jimmy, boom dot store. To everybody listening out there, check out boom dot store. Okay. This is an e commerce platform, Jimmy. It is for operators, it is for technology companies, it is for suppliers, it is for everybody in food service and hospitality. If you are looking for a solution, to help you solve problems in your business, you got to go to Boom.Store because it has over 450 companies solving problems every day for operators out there. It is loaded with everything you need. Jimmy, you got to check out Boom.Store. And Jimmy, by the way, if you're a tech company and you're trying, you're looking for more leads, you're looking for more operators to, 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 shell, to, to sell to, you got to go check it out because – Jimmy, do you know what it costs to be on Boom right now? This sounds very expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> you would think, with I'm telling you what you get, zero, Jimmy. It zero. costs nothing for operators to sign up, go into Boom.store, and everything is at your fingertips. Ratings, reviews. You can search for anything you're looking for. It is amazing. I highly recommend it. And, Jimmy, if you're a tech company, do you know what it costs to be on there? Um. I, you would think guess. a lot of money, right? You'd think thousands of dollars. Yeah, and in fact, I think I think you just told everyone for a tech company, it costs zero. Oh, I thought that was for the operator. <laughs> well, that's what's even better, Jimmy. It's zero for everybody. And Jimmy, how do we make money? Uh, my econ professor just texted me, wanted to know the same. How do we make money? Volume, professor. Volume. Volume. Yes. Volume. Once we, Jimmy, you told me once we get over a thousand, a thousand tech companies loaded up. You told me that we will make money. We'll figure it out. out said, you're we'll the finance guy. I'm going to leave it to you. Anyway, that's my right. story on Boom. Check it out. We're super excited to uh, to have finally launched Boom. The, the official version is out there. We got a great guest. Let's jump into it, Jimmy. I love it. And by the way, as you heard in Shatsy's uh, introduction of Boom.store, the dot .store becomes silent. And it's just boom. Okay. Very, boom. <laughs> very excited for our episode today. We have our guest, our friend, our partner, Mr. Trevor Shimizu, the co-founder and CRO of Brizzo Food Metrics. This is what our oh Jimmy, I've never heard of that one before. What's chief that? revenue <laughs> officer, chief rock star officer, chief um 
Now, I think I'm running out of ours right now, but I'll simply say he is a rock star. And we're going to have so much fun in this episode because Brizzo um, and Full Disclosure, one of our partner companies, a company we've invested in, a company where um, Brandon um, has, been, has been a board member, and we are thrilled um, to have Trevor on the show. Um, I got to say one thing, Jimmy, just just uh, my knowledge of Trevor, and I've spent many times, many hours with Trevor all over the globe. He's got the coolest cell phone. Let me like my flip phone. He's got the cool phone. <laughs> See, he doesn't have an iPhone, Jimmy. He's got that. He's got that flip phone that like has the screen that bends. What's that phone called? Like the Samsung or something? The, Sam, the, the Samsung Z Flip. We're doing a commercial for him here. Oh, is, is that a sponsor, Jimmy? Is that one of our sponsors? Well, this segment, um, whether they like it or not, or whether they're paying for it or not, this segment and the introduction to Trevor and, f- and our friends at Brizzo is sponsored by, unofficially, of course, Samsung. Samsung, when you want an interesting, <laughs> cool flip phone, so I'll have Shati interrupt my introduction. Samsung. Okay, listen, being that we release our podcast on Tuesdays, we now introducing Trivia Tuesdays. Each week, we'll share a fun trivia question about each of our guests. But here's the catch. You have to tune in to the end of the episode to find out the answer. So here's this week's Trivia Tuesday. We play a game called Two Truths and a Lie. Shats, if you don't know how this works, I'm going to list three facts about our friend Trevor. Two of them are true, true, and one of them is false. Here we go. One. Trevor was a child movie actor. Two, Trevor was a professional baseball player. Three, Trevor was an Olympic athlete. All right, Trevor. Wow. We'll let you you take the lead. Shatsy, you can think about that. Our listeners, you can think about all this stuff. We'll let you take the lead after that um, uh, not short shtick on our own part and uh, self-grandiose introductions of of Boom and and the Silent Dot Store. We're finally going to bring Trevor in. Give us a little introduction about yourself and, of course, your pitch on Brizzo. Appreciate it, guys. And uh, Jimmy, I think I like the the chief rock star officer. Uh, that's going to be my new title going forward. So we'll keep that one. Um, so uh, we talk a little bit about uh, Brizo and actually prior to Brizo, me and my three partners, um, we actually um, started started Brizo about four years ago. Uh, prior to starting Brizo, uh, we worked uh, at a business that was started by our current CEO, Yan Delil. Uh, where we actually work with global 500 businesses and helping them with their uh, strategic HR decisions. Uh, prior to to leaving that business, I think we had somewhere in the range of about 3 billion job postings from 18 countries globally. Uh, that business eventually got bought by CEB and then Gartner and now still sits within Gartner, known as Gartner Talent Neuron. But, uh, you know, we, we, we really had uh, a desire to kind of go back to our, our startup roots. And that's where, where Brizo Food Metrics was founded is, you know, we kind of did a little bit of research to figure out where our expertise of, you know, big data and analytics would be helpful. And that's where we kind of came across the, the, the food service industry itself. Uh, and we saw a lot of the changes that were taking place within that space and thought that our expertise could be helpful. So what we do now is, is we actually collect data on uh, over 1.3 million eating and drinking establishments in Canada and the United States. We collect it from about wait, 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 half a wait, million. Wait, how many? How many? 1.3 million establishments. We're covering restaurants. We're covering. Is that breaking news, <laughs> I thought, I think um, I was fully prepared, Chad, to be to jump in and say, oh my goodness, 1.3? <laughs> that's breaking news. <laughs> that's a lot of restaurants. 1.3 that, million? It's restaurants, it's cafes, it's co- coffee shops, it's donut shops, it's it's convenience stores, it's grocery stores, anywhere you're going to find ready-made food. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we 
That's why we call it eating and drinking establishments. And Dude, that's why, that's I mean, why so. by the way, you're not fitting in that large Abrizzo <laughs> sweater, by the way. That's right. Fair point. Too many donuts. Too many. Too, that's why I'll do aggression. And well, along with a lot of donuts. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, before we uh, that's uh, it's, it's unbelievable, uh, Trevor. And before we take a deeper dive into Brizzo, because there's a lot there and nobody loves data more than Jimmy. They call him Jimmy Data Frischling. They don't call him Jimmy Data Frischling for nothing. We'd like to take a deeper dive. I mean, you're a founder and CEO of Brizzo, this data company. How did Chief Rockstar? Chief Rockstar. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chief the, the, chief, the Chief Rockstar, the CRO. John's texting me right now, telling me, hey, now, hey, now. Cool. <laughs> so, before you became a tech executive, what? how did you start out? Like, what was your roadmap to becoming tech executive? Where'd you start? Like, you're in elementary school, and then what happens? Yeah, it's probably a different road from most too far other back, people. Jimmy? I was gonna yeah. say that, that we might. I don't know if we have enough time, time to go from yeah. elementary school, but yeah. let's fast forward. High a bit. You're in eighth grade. <laughs> we can forward, and 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 uh, this might this might be for for people that are are joining in for the for the the trivia portion. There's a little a little help for you on this one. Here is uh, uh, prior to actually getting into this world, uh, I went to, to school in the U.S. to to play baseball. Um, so I was I was down there on scholarship. Well, that dovetails nicely into our true and false question, by the way. Yeah. We, still got, we still got the actor in the Olympic, but we now know one of them. I think is I think the audience now knows one of them is professional baseball player. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I did. I didn't say that portion of it, but maybe I guess we can say now. So I, I actually that's how I ended up in Quebec City. That's just where our headquarters is in Quebec City. They had a, a team here uh, that actually made me uh, make my way out and 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 whoa, how whoa, I ended whoa, up in whoa, Quebec whoa. City. Just hang on one second. Right. Yeah, Go back to the baseball. You're in America. You're playing baseball. Give me a little bit. Where? Who? What? Tell me. Uh, I was playing junior college in Oklahoma. I went to university in West Virginia. Uh, so I lived in some some pretty remote places there. And so from a kid growing up in Toronto, uh, ending up in, in small town, Oklahoma, a town called Miami, Oklahoma, not Miami, Miami, Oklahoma, uh, was was a I big wake a up call for me. Yes. It's a, it's a big tourist destination there. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it was a big wake up, a lot of, a lot of cowboys and, and rodeo that I learned about. My neighbors were, were the entire rodeo team teaching me how to rope cattle and stuff like that. So it was a, uh, it was a different Shatsy journey. Ride. You should see Shatsy ride the mechanical pole. Oh, makes John Travolta what, what, what? Uh, look like an amateur. And what position did you play and what happened? I was, I was a second baseman, played second base all my life, went there junior college, went to university in West Virginia, spent three years in West Virginia, another tourist destination in uh, Salem, West Virginia. Uh, uh, and then after that, I, I started my professional career up here in Quebec City, uh, which is a, a lot nicer place. No offense to anyone from, from West Virginia and Oklahoma, but Quebec City is a, a beautiful spot. Ended up out here playing pro ball for a few years. Uh, Unfortunately, in the, in the independent leagues, you're not making much money. Uh, you're doing it for the love of the game, most definitely. So uh, I, had to, I had to eventually grow up and get a real job. Uh, and yeah, that- but I got I to tell you, though, Trevor, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, this is the first professional athlete we've ever had on the podcast. Um, I, like I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. 
I'd have to go check. Oh, I go check. I, our producer just said wrong. <laughs> Nick from Bluestone Lane. Was, <laughs> he, he was. He was that's right. AFL. He's a Australian football uh, league player. So you're right. Listen, right. I, I want to second go, professional. I'm jumping. I'm jumping, second, in, I'm, jumping, I'm jumping in here. Okay. Um. And and uh, and Trevor, I appreciate your shout out to Kevin Costner's "For Love of the Game" quote. That's a good yes. one. Favorite movie of mine. Uh, okay, Trevor. Listen. Today is a perfect episode for me to repeat one of our favorite podcast topics: that operators did not get into the restaurant industry to become data analysts. And funny enough. Brezzo didn't start off in the data industry to be restaurant data miners um, either. So, you know, we're all kind of in this together now. However, your first two pilots were actually food service businesses, which turned out to be the this was supposed to be a tease to what was coming later, a curveball that led you to becoming Brizzo food metrics and specialized. I like what you did there, Jim, yeah, with the baseball reference. I it, love it. It was, <laughs> that was a teaser, although we think we already blew that one. But um, yeah, we're giving the specializing food metrics, specializing in the food service space. Can you share more about that, my friend? Yeah, so uh, actually one of our, our first pilots is, is still one of our current clients, uh, an online ordering solution here in Quebec City called UEAT. And so uh, we, were, we were taking some time, we, we took about a year to be quite honest with you, doing a lot of research to understand where we might be able to bring our expertise. And, and, and we just happened to come across uh, two uh, food service companies, technology companies uh, within Quebec City here that asked us to do some projects with them on a pilot. Uh, and, and through the research and through beginning doing the studying with them, realized uh, just the need for this type of solution that we provide here at Brizo Food Metrics for this particular industry. I mean, you guys see the changes that are going on, the deep changes within technology, the uses of data. I mean, the conferences that I attend now uh, is, is very similar to the conferences we were attending 10 to 15 years ago, uh, meaning that this industry was a little bit slower to adapt with regards to the adoption of data and technology. Uh, but all of a sudden, there's been a, a huge boom of, of, of this, the, the, the use of the technology, the use of the data, the incorporation in, the, in kind of the, the daily activities. And so we knew that with these changes and the fragmentation and, and the segmentation of this industry that, you know, our expertise would be huge. And so that's where, you know, the collection of the online data, the organizing it and then presenting it through our all-in-one dashboard has, has become extremely helpful. Uh, and that's why we decided to, to put our focus right into the food service industry. As you mentioned, we had, we had no knowledge of this industry and that's why we're, we're happy to surround ourselves with guys like you that, that have the knowledge that are able to help us take the data and the understanding of what we're doing on the data side and how to implement it into the world of the, the food service and restaurant industry. And so that's where, as you mentioned, Jimmy, the, 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 the combination, the, the marriage there was, was, was I think perfect and timing was perfect too. I, like yeah, I think I think that's awesome. And I think that we should keep track of how many times we say the word data on this cast, Jimmy. Because yeah, I, say think, data, I say data, yeah. you say tomato, I say tomato, the, you know, the data, let's, the call data. The whole things, let's call the whole well, thing. I, I think one of the look, I think the biggest operational challenge with data is that everyone knows that they want data. Everyone knows they like to say data because when you're in a conversation out with people and you say data, or data, people automatically assume you must be very intelligent. So people love throwing the data data around. You know what I mean? Am I right, Jimmy? 
Yeah, I, actually, I heard your, your your kids actually said that on Tinder, the most important thing to have in your profile is the word data. That's they were telling me. Oh, it's all about data. A hundred percent. But I think the thing is, is no one, I mean, from like Jimmy said, I mean, uh, restaurant operators, we have no idea what to do with the data. I'm sure we're collecting a tremendous amount of sales data, uh, spend data, et cetera, but we don't know what to do with it. So, I mean, so Brizzo is truly helping solve problems, which we love. But tell us a little bit about what you launched with your your capture visibility and reputation scoring. That's a mouthful. I like to call it the CV, the CVRS, Jimmy. That's the CVRS. That's the capture visibility reputation scoring. Yeah, and how restaurants are using that acronym. <laughs> how, how, how restaurants are using CVRS. Well, I think Shots, you <laughs> I love the I love the acronym there. I think we're gonna have to start to incorporate it. But you're right, you know, like that, that's something that we saw too about you know your restaurants uh, have understanding that there's a need to use data, but but not truly understanding how to make it actionable. And that's what we try to do is we try to make all of the information that we have within our platform actionable. So all of it, we're always using the term actionable insights, actionable analytics, because data without being able to use action to it is really useless. And so, you know, we've developed our two proprietary scoring. Uh, one of them, as you mentioned, visibility scoring. Uh, the other, as you mentioned, reputation scoring. Uh, visibility scoring is really- oh, So it's not uh, just one giant thing. It's two separate no, things. No, it's, it's separate scores, exactly. But we can still use the acronym there and it'll still work good. But the, 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 the visibility- Will you footnote me on that when you use it? I will. I will. We'll put a little yeah, star asterisk at the, the bottom. Says, as per Shatsy. Yes. As per Shatsy. It was my idea, Jimmy. Yes, we're royalty. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll change it a little bit. No, I'm just joking. But uh, with the with the visibility score, essentially what we're doing is is as it sounds, we're we're, we're analyzing the online visibility of restaurants. Once again, pandemic had deep changes of what's going on within this space here, and becoming uh, visible online is more important than ever. Obviously, right during the time when all the the locations were shut down, the only way that your 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 consumers, your customers, were able to get a hold of you was to go online through their phone or their computer and access your your website and hopefully place an order through your DSP or whatever the case may be. Uh, so the more more sources that we find you online, the, the higher your visibility score is going to be. And we're also comparing you to your peers within that particular area. As an example, if you've only got a Facebook page uh, at this time in, 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 the, in the industry, then you know, you're going to get an extremely low score because most people are on five, six sources. Whereas if you're, you know, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, uh, uh, you've got a, a profile on DoorDash and Uber Eats and your website and all these other places, obviously your visibility scoring is going to be higher. Uh, the other one is, is the reputation scoring, which is a little bit more self-explanatory, is you know we're capturing ratings and reviews from uh, a number of different sources and, and using that to once again analyze a restaurant compared to their peers to say you know is your reputation higher or lower to other businesses within your area? And so this is just a good way uh, for restaurants to be able to not only uh, track kind of what they're doing themselves, but uh, analyze themselves against their peers. And it's not just restaurants that use this the scoring as well. You know we work with suppliers and distributors and, and, and virtual kitchens and, and a number of other businesses. And they can also use the, the visibility scoring and, and reputation scoring to help as almost a lead score as they're trying to identify potential prospects to work with. A lot of technology companies are using uh, the, the product. Am I right? 
A hundred percent. Yeah, we work heavily with a lot of food technology businesses, online ordering, uh, marketplace delivery, loyalty, uh, gift cards, you name it. Uh, back of the house, front of the house. Uh, we've got a number of them that are using the solution. Uh, once again, we, we provide real-time insights into the industry, right? So it's beyond just a, a list of restaurants. Is We really allow you to understand what's happening in real time so that we can uh, make some strategic decisions with them. I um I love all of that. I really do. And and actually the, the, the what I was thinking about is you were sharing kind of the um the uh, CVRS, that's the, uh, the, 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 the attribution is at the, the- Thank you, Jimmy, for using my acronym. <laughs> all about team, man, takes the village. The, the capture, visibility, reputation, scoring. Uh, first of all, it sounds like almost driving a car with a dashboard and with the information in front of you and, and, and to help um, you, you effectively do that versus without Brizzo, basically feeling it in gutted instincts. And, 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 I, and I really feel like, it, to me, it crystallizes why so many tech companies um, um, are embracing uh, Brizzo in this space. Listen, I want to talk about another a key business channel um, in the industry. And if we were playing our kind of our our pretend pretend drinking game, which sometimes isn't pretend, um, ghost kitchens and virtual kitchens were buzzwords that dominated um, the industry in 22, and it's now mainstay. But ghost kitchens are, are obviously rely on online platforms to generate sales and facilitate deliveries. With every order, you're gathering important data, but if you don't put it to good use, well then, it's you know tree, forest, no one there, does it make uh, anyone hear it? It's really just, it's like any other data and it's not meaningful, it's not worth anything. I know you already have a uh, very strong relationship uh, relationship with um, Nextbyte, and shout out to our good friend, Mr. Alex Kanner. This segment's now sponsored unofficially by Nextbyte and Alex Kanner. Um, can you share a little more about this partnership? So I, I can't. I won't give too much details on on how Nextbyte is using it specifically out of respect for them, but I can tell virtual. you how yes. virtual exactly. Yes. Exactly. Just remember, nobody <laughs> listens to the podcast, so it's just me, you, and Jimmy here. So it's just kind of <laughs> okay. having a private conversation. Well, if we talk, you know, we work with a number of other virtual restaurants and virtual concepts and, and even brick and mortar store or restaurants that are opening up virtual concepts themselves. But essentially what we're doing is, um, you know, we not only have a database of the restaurants, but we've also captured their menus. So we've got over a, a billion with a B uh, menu item instances within our database. And so we've never deleted those uh, those instances of, of the menu items that we've captured. We've also collected the pricing that goes along with it. Uh, we collect it from over 800,000 different menus, both uh, in-house menus as well as uh, delivery service provider menus. Um, so essentially what it allows uh, any one of these ghost kitchens, virtual brands, restaurants, any commercial kitchen, uh, they would be able to gain access to that database of menu items. We also uh, use uh, machine learning and AI to extract ingredients from those items. So our, our AI is able to take a look at uh, any menu, let's just say from a cheeseburger uh, on a menu item and extract that there's a bun, that there's a beef burger in it, that there's potentially lettuce and tomato and onions and, and all the content and all the spices that are found with Se just secret things. sauce don't forget the secret exactly, sauce. exactly exactly well we don't have the kfc eight spices in there but we can tell you that they've got some spices that are in there but ketchup, ketchup uh, and mayo yeah, exactly. Um, but essentially what they can do is they can they can, they can use the information to to help develop new concepts. 
they can use the information to uh, identify commercial kitchens that they can put their their virtual brands into. Um, they can identify uh, what their their peers are uh, pricing menu items at to make sure that their pricing is in line with what the competition is out there. Uh, so so these are just a few ways that they're able to uh, any of those types of brands are able to use the menu items uh, in correlation with the 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 uh, establishment information that we have within there to to make strategic decisions. And Jimmy, like you said, is you know uh, not that gut feelings are bad. A lot of people that have been in the industry for years are very good at making gut feelings, but it just it just makes more sense when you have the opportunity to make a data-driven decision and to have the information to support what your gut is feeling is just a confirmation and allows it to, to, to confidently go ahead and, and, and make some of these decisions that our clients are, are doing. Listen, I, I love it. You guys are really busy over there and you're killing it. Uh, before we move on, I have two questions for you. Uh, first question, what is next for Brizzo? What is next on the roadmap? And a second question is, will you be returning to the baseball diamond? <laughs> so I'll answer, I'll answer number Our two listeners first. listeners want to know both. We'll, we'll go with what's most important about uh, if I'm returning back to the diamond. So I still play softball, so you can come catch me in a game in Quebec City. All right, anytime excellent. You want. So you are back on the diamond uh, playing softball. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, haven't haven't hung the cleats up just yet. Uh, to your other question on what's next with Brizo. Uh, so two of our major things that we're focusing on, uh, A, is international expansion. Uh, so we'll be taking uh, our, our insights to a number of other countries across the globe in 2023 and 2024. Uh, as I mentioned in our previous business, we had a lot of experience and ended up in over 18 countries uh, and, and, and over 10 or 12 different languages. So, uh, you know, my, my team has the, the expertise to be able to go in and do that. So that'll be a, a big portion of what we'll see in 2023. Remember, uh, Trevor. Data knows no language. Exactly. Data has no borders. Exactly. It's international. Remember that, so kids. Remember that kids. We're, we're taking it international with us. And, and then the second thing is, uh, so we're working on a product for the actual restaurants themselves, for the franchisors. Uh, I mentioned about the information that we have on the menu items and the ingredients and, and, and all of that stuff. And so we're looking for a way to package that up neatly into our all-in-one platform so that, uh, that the restaurants that want to access this insights are going to be able to come in a few clicks and get all the information that they want, whether it be to select a new location or modify pricing or understand their competition and what kind of deals that they've got going on. Whatever the case may be, we're, we're going to package that up nicely for them and hopefully have that ready for uh, the fall of this year. A lot of exciting things um, in uh, uh, ahead for uh, for Brizzo and the roadmap. And by the way, for those of you who caught Trevor's talking about his still playing softball, since I'm permanently stuck in the 80s and 90s, just since this is an audio podcast, just picture the movie about last night, Rob Lowe playing out in the park in Chicago. And now you've got a good image of uh, of Trevor working, you know, ma making things happen in the sport that he still loves. All right. Turns out that well, wait a minute. And who, who are you in about last night? Though? Oh, I'm Belushi. <laughs> I thought you're Jim Belushi. Okay. Oh, I, I thought that went without saying. I thought that was uh, <laughs> I thought that was implied. Okay. It turns out while we started this podcast, because we love talking to people, especially Shanty uh, or me, um, we learned along the way that our guests sometimes have questions for us. So let's kick off talking back. We offer our guests a chance to ask us a question or two. Trevor, as we like to say, nothing's off the table and the microphone is yours. 
Ooh, nothing's off the table is dangerous, right? I'm sure you guys get some pretty, some pretty good questions out there. And so I, I hope I'm not repeating a question that anyone's already asked, but um, I guess I'll put it out to both of you. Give me a, and this is a, a non-work related question. This is really uh, a personal question that I want right, to know personal. you guys a little bit better here. We're going, so, on, the sofa. We're going on the sofa, Shatsy. You're going on the yeah, Trevor's sofa. Love it. Let's, let's hear from each of you uh, a, a guilty pleasure that nobody <laughs> or very few people know since it's nothing off the table here. I want to, I want to put it on the table of, you know, uh, what is that one thing for you guys guilty that pleasure, nobody knows? Shatsy. Guilty pleasure, Shatsy. Guilty pleasure. Put me a on fam- the spot here. That's a family podcast. Well, I, th- I, I think that everyone here in our office doesn't think I eat. They think that I only eat healthy and I very rarely eat. You know, Rev is in our office uh, all the time and he's always ordering these lavish lunches for everybody and everyone's putting in these big orders and I don't really eat. I will say one guilty pleasure that people may not know is I can throw down a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream at any given moment. And I got to tell you, that is a play. I, I don't care about cake. I don't care about, uh, you know, uh, chocolate. And our office is loaded. You ask anybody who comes here, we've got candy. Trev, you've been here. Candy oh, everywhere. Yeah. I don't everywhere. eat it. <laughs> I order Kit Kats. I order Twix bars. Everyone's lo- I don't eat it. The one guilty pleasure, I will eat Haagen-Dazs ice cream anytime by the pint load. I love it. I like that, Chatsy. I respect it. Um, yeah. I'll give mine. A I terrible think, uh, answer because Jimmy's going to crush it. No, no, no. Actually, look, it's it's your answer. And I got to tell you, I, I'm going to give mine, although I think my little guilty pre- pleasure um, is is the secrets out on me. I think readers of the Branded Weekend Update know it, and certainly my office mates know it. But one of my guilty pleasures is I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of low. I enjoy throwing on Barry Manilow uh, station on Pandora and chilling out. Um, if I if I if I'm not listening to Barry Manilow, I got Adele on. I find that to be chilling and, and enjoyable. Adele, I think, would be not embarrassing at all. But I'm told by uh, my wife and and basically every friend of mine that my uh, my enthusiasm for for Barry Manilow is something I probably should keep to myself. So if Shatsy's right and no one listens, Jimmy, to the, the cat's out of the bag on that because how many times do I put on on the on the Sonos? In your office, I put on Mandy. How many times I put oh, Mandy on? You want to see me jamming and dancing? Just put on Copacabana. Then I'm really oh, that's, uh, well. That's when we're drinking. Mandy's when you're thinking. So, oh, so, Mandy. So, so, Trevor, so Trevor, I think your question was a great one, and I'm it. happy to admit my guilty pleasure is um, I'm forever a fan of Lo Baby. I love it. Good stuff, guys. All right, listen. Let's get. Let's just jump into the 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 food service feud. It's a segment we started a few a few seasons back. We we go on LinkedIn every week and we throw a poll out there. Uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, maybe even I dare say billions of people respond to the poll each and every week. We asked a, an interesting question about food service, hospitality, about uh, different foods, things, drinks, everything like that. So, Trevor, we're going to ask you to play. The food service feud. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm going to ask one question. One question. Jimmy, you're going to play in this food service feud. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Get your imaginary buzzers ready. Okay. Here we go. Which chain did you order from the most in 2022? Trevor. How do you buzz? Is it like that? Yeah, that's it. That's it. You did a good job. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was the buzzer. That was the buzzer. Go. Which chain did people order from the most in 2022? Yes. 
I'm going to guess. But, but, but if you buzz and you don't guess, I yes. think it goes right to uh, Jimmy if you don't guess pretty quick. It does. All right, I have a question. Just to be clear. It's you asked the question that did what did I order the most from, or people and the and the folks on LinkedIn. I'm we asked you. we asked one hundred thousand people. Okay. where did they order most from? Right, look for me, Domino's. For the for your LinkedIn, your millions of followers, Chipotle's my answer. Chipotle is the number one answer on the board. Chipotle. <laughs> Trevor, where would you go? See, that's not fair because I'm in I'm in Canada and Quebec and we don't have Chipotle, so I didn't realize it was a, 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 a good a order. Bit, Is there fair. no Chipotle in Canada? Mm, uh, not in Quebec City. There's no Chipotle. I'll tell you that much. Right, I got to make a few phone calls. I, I would go with Domino's though. Pizza, pizza. Everyone Domino's was pizza. number was Domino's was number three. McDonald's. I thought McDonald's would have been up there, but not McDonald's <laughs> number two. Yes. But Jimmy did get number and a number four was rounding it out. Anyone care to guess? It's a wing concept. Oh, shuffle off to Buffalo. Buffalo Wild Wings. So there you have it. There you have it. The poll, what chain did you order most in 2022? Chipotle, McDonald's, Domino's, and Buffalo Wild Wings. Jimbo, uh, it's back to you with our Trivia Tuesday answer. Uh, got it. Trivia Tuesday. Here we go. Listen, um, at the top of the show, uh, if you don't remember, we asked three facts about our friend Trevor. Uh, two were true and one is false. I think we may have given one away. But one, Trevor was a child movie actor. Two, Trevor was a professional baseball player. That's right. And three, Trevor was an Olympic athlete. Shatsy of the remaining two, child movie actor and Olympic athlete. Do you care to guess which one's true? All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm positive Based on our conversation earlier, we talked about softball. We talked about baseball. He was in, like, Oklahoma City. He was definitely a professional baseball player. Jimmy, am I right on that? You're correct. Okay. Correct. And then I would say that Trevor was a child movie actor, not an Olympic athlete. Look how adorable you are he is. How could he you not have been a child actor? Director. You are yes, correct, Yes, I told you. <laughs> what were you pawning as a child actor? He definitely was like selling baby food or something. What were you director. Trevor, tell your story about the child movie actor since we got the baseball story. Well, I appreciate you calling me cute, Shatsy. Uh, but, uh, I said adorable. Uh, I didn't say cute. I said adorable. <laughs> adorable. Adorable. I'll take adorable, too. Uh, so professional baseball player, I mean, we've already said it. So, I mean, it was, it was that, that was I've been playing baseball since I could pretty much walk. Uh, but uh, for, for the acting is I, I grew up in Toronto. My parents decided to put me in commercials when I was younger, and I just happened to, to get into a bunch of them. Uh, I did a whole bunch of commercials. I met some of my my. My my favorite uh, my favorite celebrities, sports celebrities. I was I was doing some some movies. I did I did the billboard for the '88 Olympics in Calgary, where I was a the little Japanese boy sitting with the the Canadian kid for a Coca Cola uh, billboard. So I, I had an opportunity to do a whole bunch of that up until the age of I think about eleven or twelve, and then I stopped. There was no more. You still get any royalties for that, or is that something your mom and dad just take and don't talk about? They just keep that check and they just say, "No, oh, yeah, yeah, that that doesn't. We don't get any more money for that." <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I never personally saw checks. So I'm pretty sure it always just went in, uh, and, and parents just kept <laughs> into the it. family fund. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they're still getting it. Who knows? I get. I'm gonna go back and check next time I go into home. Into the and family fund. I like it. All, All right, right. Well, I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta Google uh, Trevor. I gotta Google you and see if you'll come up with some pictures of you in that uh, Coca-Cola commercial. 
I'll send you guys some pictures. I'll send you guys some pictures. You can take a look. That would be awesome. All right, let's quickly get into the greatest segment of all podcast history. This is not me talking, Jimmy. As you know, we have a lot of analytics and data. Brizzo has done data analytics on this podcast for us. And they uh, confirmed what I already had suspected, that the Brandon Quickfire is the most listened to podcast segment in all podcasts in the entire world. Uh, so, Trevor, I am going to ask you five lightning round questions on the Brandon Quickfire. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. All right. Don't think too hard. Just give whatever comes to your mind. Here we go. Favorite Canadian musician, Drake, Neil Young, or Justin Bieber? Definitely Drake. Definitely not Justin Bieber. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Not Chipotle. <laughs> not, not Chipotle. Not there. From the, from the grocery store. I'm going to be going to the grocery store and picking it up and making it myself. Nice. What is your favorite food city in the world? Uh, New York City. There's so much choice. Uh, love it. Where is your favorite place to travel? I would say uh, down south, uh, specifically Jamaica is my spot I like to go to. Who wouldn't like Jamaica? Yeah, Jamaica is right. a good place. If you were to choose Jimmy or I to be your partner, in the two-man bobsled competition, who would you choose as your partner to have better odds of winning that's going downhill in a bobsled? <laughs> who would you choose? I don't know a lot about that type of thing, but I'm just thinking downhill bobsled. Who would you choose? So, honestly, at bobsledding, I'm like, you're running and you're pushing down a hill. So you want someone that's fast, I'm assuming. So no offense, Jimmy, but I think I'm going to give Shotzi. He's got so much energy. I think you're trying to run it all the way down the hill. So no, my, no, no, my no, choice no, is going to be Shotzi. Jimmy, you like having a cannonball in the front of a bobsled. You'd want Jimmy, man. Isn't that it? I I stuff? I'm going to respect the answer. I don't agree with it, but I respect I don't, it. Jimmy, I don't agree with that answer. I mean, I might run and get that bobsled started, but once I get in, Trevor, you and me, we got maybe 250 pounds. I Jimmy guess. In there. That thing can is I, going down, I, baby. Hey, you convince me. You convince me. I go with Jimmy. I, 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 cha you change the answer? I convince yeah, the change I change the it answer. Okay, that'll you help convince me. me. That'll help me uh, down the road when we we do our tallies. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's a win for Jimbo. Okay. Listen, Trevor, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast and sharing all your great insights. Um, we literally know so many companies, uh, tech and otherwise, that talk about the importance of data, um, but you're one of the very few companies that, that we have the privilege of working with that really knows how to capture it and turn data into actionable, um, you know, uh, an actual product service and an intel that is truly valuable for the industry. So we appreciate everything you're doing uh, for the industry that we love. If you want to get in touch with Trevor directly, you can email uh, the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We'll be happy to make the introduction for you. Um, hey, Jimbo, what's the uh, what's the URL? How, how do people find Brizzo? Yes, Trevor, you want to give the URL? Yeah, you can go to uh, brizzodata.com. Brizzo are, you, are you sure about that? You didn't say it with much conviction. It looked Brizzo, like you were reading it somewhere. Is that right? Brizzodata.com. Um, all you Tinder fans out there know the word data is important. And by the way, the only thing more important than, than data is AI. Okay. Listen, to our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And the fact that you guys continue to hang with us is something we value, we appreciate. And we always want to bring on great guests like Trevor to be worthy of your time. Um, so, And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. 
podcast so you don't miss out on any of our exciting guests coming up in the future. So this is Jimmy Frischling with great appreciation to our friend and partner, Trevor, uh, your finance guy signing off and passing it back to my boy, Shatsy. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, this is Shatsy, AK Restaurant Guy. Uh, last thing I just wanted to bring up there, Jimmy, to all our listeners, uh, you know, Chico's Bail Bond has uh, is no longer sponsored, Jimmy. I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but Chico uh, last year said that they would be done sponsoring a podcast. So uh, for all those listeners out there, we are now out in the market looking for a sponsor for the podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring or advertising on our podcast with Jimmy and I, just reach out to us at podcast at brandedstrategic.com and we will give you all the information. And I got to tell you, we're going to have a really great time because we're looking for some great sponsors. Jimbo, back to you. Well, there's your finance guy signing off. <laughs> oh, and, and back to me. Hey, restaurant guy, <laughs> a.k.a. Shatsy, signing off. Hey, thanks, everybody. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, guys.